Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. Welcome to Barbecue Nation with JT's After Hours. Conversation that took place after the broadcast ended. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey everybody, welcome to After Hours here on Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, along with uh, Ms. Whippin, and uh, Mr. Chisholm is with us today. Are you in, are you related to uh, the cattle driver? Not that I know. Not that I know. <laughs> I actually like, wanted to that? ask you that question if you were related to John Chisholm for, I don't know. I don't oh, know. oh, John Chisholm, the historic Texas thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Somewhere down the line, who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, the, uh, I saw something the other day. It's, it, it said it had a picture of Conway Twitty when he had his hair so beautiful. And it says, if your dad had hair like this, you've got relatives you don't know about. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably true. That's probably true. (laughs) So um, this is where we ask some kind of fun questions and some of them will make you think a little bit. Uh, But let's start with this one. If you could cook for and then dine with a historical figure, who would it be and what would be on the menu? Huh. Uh. Do they have to be? Do they be alive? No, alive or dead? We'll dig them up. Okay. <laughs> huh. Wow. Uh, I think I like to cook for Jimmy Buffett. Oh. Yay! We we have so much in common, and he don't even know it. I mean, we we both have a connection to Mobile, Alabama, and the Gulf Coast, and the Florida beaches, and the Panhandle and Nashville and country music and music in general. And I got so many parallels in my life with him. And and I've, I've known all of his music, all of his, I can tell you everything about his career and his, and his life and all that. And I've never even met him. I've met, uh, wow. I know people that were in his band. I've met several band members. Uh, but I just think we would really, really hit it off. And I think that I could cook for him uh, in a way that he would appreciate. And we would have some laughs. And might even grab a song out of the deal. There you you go. There's got to be a song title there somewhere, you know. Do you know that his first, um, I want to say, substantial boat was called the Euphoria? And that was named after a tavern here in Portland because he used to come up once a year. A lot of times it was just him and his guitar, and he would play at the, the Euphoria Tavern, which is long gone now. But we had a lot of, um, I was two, so I didn't get to go in. But, uh, you know, they would, a lot of great. You got to be three. You got to be three to get in, yeah. (laughs) And you got to be at least this tall. Uh, You know, a lot of great bands came in there, but Jimmy would come through town every year. I've been a Parrot Head since, I don't know, 1974, I guess, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's all good. Um, I just missed him a couple times when he was playing. You know, he, um, he basically grew up in Mobile. I went to college there. And uh, he would swing through and he'd pop in at the local hotspots. I just missed him at a couple of places. 
I mean, I mean, I just missed him at Florida Band one time down there. Yeah, so um, I've I met several as band members. I was close as I've gotten. I don't know that I'll ever meet him really, but uh, but you know, since we were imagining who we might meet. You know, oh, sure, sure. Yeah. What 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 would you cook for him though? You never said that. I think that I would uh, probably talk to him about some of the things that really lights him up, and then uh, we'll start with that. You know. Okay. All right. So. Um, what would you say if you could erase one mistake from your past, what would it be and why erase one mistake? The only thing that I can think of was I had a summer job in Galveston, Texas, right out of high school. And I insisted on having my dog down there and I didn't have a place for that dog. And, and she got hit by a car. Oh, yeah. And I and it hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Forty years later. Wow. How's your new? That's puppy? the only regret I can think of, really. I mean, because you know, you make mistakes, but mistakes shape you. You know, yeah. you learn and you grow, and 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 that makes you uh, a better person. But well, that's a regret. That's a true regret. And I don't know that I have. I can't. I don't know that I can really say uh, I have regrets about anything else. There were mistakes, probably, and um, of course, but then again, you that, that those are those are put in your path that, so that you can uh, yeah. become a wiser, you know. Right. <clears throat> um, on a scale of one to ten, Byron, how much barbecue do you eat on a regular basis? Like, you eat it five mm. times a week, or three times a month, yeah. or whatever. Boy, I would say um, I'm not around it all the time. Um, I would say at least once a week. Okay. Well, you know, um, something I've cooked, and and I'll and I'll throw in you know grilling, uh, you know, at, right. under the big umbrella there. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'd say at least once a week. Uh, down here in Tennessee uh, on Sundays, uh, I don't even invite people they know on Sunday evenings come to dinner, and and so we have at least a dozen of my neighbors and. Generally, uh, it's going to be barbecue related. It's something off the grill, and uh, that's just that's just a weekend week out deal. Uh, but but often I, I'll I'll do more. Now back when I was competing, I was practicing a lot. Of course, you know you're producing a lot of barbecue. You're not really entertaining with it, but uh, you know you you give it all away. You make sure it gets good home. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. Besides bullfrogs, what are your what is your least favorite food to cook? Well, at this point, since I'm not cooking for a living, if it's least favorite, I'm not cooking it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I like. That. Uh, no, I like uh, if I'm if I'm cooking it, I'm inspired to cook it. You know, uh, I, my favorite like last six months has been pork belly uh, because I'm not I'm not practicing for competition, so I, I'm I'm I've you know I've got my freedom hat on now, and I'm spun. Yeah, I, I'm just imagining food and doing what I want to and not worry about the next contest. So I really, really like um, the belly is a great barbecue cut in that if you could get low and slow over coals. And uh, and so low and slow for several hours, it just renders out so beautifully. And I don't really candy it up and all that. And I'll render the fat out of it. I'm not serving you something that's half fat. Right. You, you, I'm trimming it good and then I'm rendering it. And it's the most beautiful barbecue cut uh, mm. there is. It just, mm. it really is. It Very reminds you of cooking a whole hog 
in the same manner. You know? Sure. Um, Sorry. Now, if we put your skills to music, besides <laughs> Jimmy Buffett, what would the music be? Bob Wills and Texas Playboys. You betcha. That's a great uh, Western swing band that, that put Western swing on the map. Uh, it's a genre that just lights you up, man, with the horns, with the fiddle, with the vocals, with the energy. It's a great genre. I just went to see the new Bob Wills band out in Central Texas uh, after, uh, of course, Bob Wills died in the early 70s. But um, they've got a new group uh, honoring the tradition, and uh, they're fantastic. And that that genre is just just you can't stand still when when they when they you know roll it poly yeah I mean it's just uh, well, it, the energy of that stuff is just amazing. Remember what Waylon said: Bob Wills is still the still king. the king. Yes, yes. What does a fantasy day look like for Byron? A fantasy day is a a day when I'm at the butt ranch and it's really really good weather. And I got draft beer and I got friends coming over and I've been cooking all day and they come over and we have a great time and they love their meal and they talk about it the whole next week. <laughs> there you go. Um, <clears throat> where's the worst place you ever had to cook? Uh, one of the worst places was on an asphalt parking lot in Kansas City in the summer. It, it it was the hottest I've ever been in my life. I mean, there was, was no the relief speedway? anywhere. Was like, that the Speedway contest? This was the one that was like the first $10,000 contest. So this is a long time ago. And uh, yeah, it was is... so hot. It was just, oh, my God. I mean, it. it, it I thought I was going to die. I mean, there's no uh, you escape. Know, it's there was funny no escape. you said that. There, uh, so I did the Kansas City Speedway, and it was a long time ago. And I remember it's the only contest ever that I didn't go to awards because I thought I was burning inside of my body. I mean, I really felt like I was cooking. And you threw an egg down on the on the pavement, and it would start bubbling and frying. It was horrific. Just was horrific. that that one that was? The big, big, the first one of the first big prize money ones. Yes, yes. Well, that's the same, the same event. One, I bet you yeah. it's the same one. We share the same misery. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep. No, I'll never forget it. It was horrible. That was, was a horrible song. Yeah. Well, I got real cognizant about where I was going and what time of the year it was after that, and uh, I remember in the summertime, I, I for three years I would go up in the upper Midwest, Illinois, Nebraska. And um, um, Iowa, it was three in a row. I did, and it was all it was like you know seventies, maybe eighty, and it was so beautiful. And that's July, you know, August. Yeah, because uh, there are times and places where, you know, I mean, make your decision. But I tell you what, that that was that was a very painful, life changing. Yep. Now, oh, yeah. needless to say, I didn't uh, didn't get a call. <laughs> which always makes it worse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So here's one you'll like, Byron. <clears throat> if Leanne declared you supreme ruler of barbecue mm -hmm. for a week, what would you, as supreme ruler, decree? 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> man. Uh Supreme Ruler Barbecue. Yep. I well, I would say uh everybody uh gets uh two hundred dollar gift certificate at Costco and uh let's all go have a a party. A party. There you go. <laughs> uh, um hilarious. What if, I, I don't want to spend I don't want to overspend the kingdom's money. So. I got it. I got it. I got it. Uh, <laughs> I got a lot of jokes I gotta let alone there. Uh <clears throat> biggest change you think should be made, if any, to competition barbecue. Um I I think that it's it, it just takes a life of its own and the people that are in it, they have the ideas, they present it to the board and the board talks about it and they make the adjustments. Um, I don't, I don't really have an opinion about that. Um, you know, I, I know when I was competing uh, and there was a time where I'm like, man, I really didn't like hauling lettuce around for garnish and it'd be waterlogged. Nobody had coolers. Nobody had RVs. We, we were all in ice chests and, uh, I'm like, it, it's kind of silly. It's a non-functional garnish. That was a long time ago. I could care less now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I can live with that. If you if you were if you were an animal, what animal would you be, and why? Hmm. Mercy, man, you hit me. Um, I think that. A bird, uh, probably uh, a hawk. Hawks are they? I see them. They're they're you know I guess the eagle too, but uh, eagles can be kind of mean. I've, I've seen them. I've seen yeah. them take fish away from egrets, and they're like they're not they're not even pretty. <laughs> um, no, I just like the freedom of flying and soaring, and and you know you can you can just uh see the world from another dimension and be out of the threats Aww. uh that that the land animals are you know are not as away you know they can't separate themselves from their predators right. You know? right what's the what's the craziest thing you ever did that you can actually talk about <laughs> in barbecue or in, in anything life? anything huh well craziest thing i ever did was uh you know, I mentioned I went to college in uh, Alabama. I was in uh, this was uh, you know an hour away from Gulf Shores before it became so discovered. And um, a friend of mine let me drive his brand new sports cars. You know, fifth uh, fit, fit five gears. It was an uh, old Mustang. And uh, and I got on the highway going home, and there was nobody around. It was just there was not a soul in sight. And I just wanted to see how fast that thing would go. You know, and I opened it up a little bit. And I think it's probably about 60 miles an hour speed limit. I opened it up a little more, and there's nobody around. I opened up some more. And finally, I'm like, well, how fast will this thing go? And I bet you I was going about 130. And I passed a cop on the side of the road. I passed him so fast that I barely knew it was a cop. <laughs> and I'm like, my turn is just right up the road. I think I got him. <laughs> so so man I, I was running from a cop 
I knew if I stopped, I'm oh, wow. like, oh, you know? Yeah. And so I'm like, but I think I got it. I was going 130. He's sitting still. I'm like, you know, being a physics major at Harvard, <laughs> I kind of figured that out. So I'm like, and so I pulled into the house, turned out the lights, and I got away with it. So no I ran kidding. to the cops one day in my life and I pulled it off. That's oh, crazy. Man. <laughs> okay. Uh, is I, there... I think the statute of limitations are up on that. Yeah, I'm sure they are too. <laughs> so this this might actually answer that question, but what's one thing you miss about being in your 20s? <laughs> uh, not much. because <laughs> You got I've... away with it? <laughs> Well, not much because in my twenties, I was trying to figure out where I wanted to be, and now I'm where I want to be, and I'm enjoying being confident of myself and my direction. And it it was fun, but I, it doesn't have the meaning of of being connected to 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 where you're supposed to be in life. Yeah, you know what I miss about my twenties? Not much. <laughs> <laughs> Part of it was foggy. And part of it was uh, weary. I'll just put it that way. Okay, yeah. here you go. Um, favorite movie? Uh, I liked Urban Cowboy, and I know it wasn't all that great a movie, but it was. Uh, it that's was when I was graduating from high school, and I was two-stepping in that same part of Texas, uh, all over Houston and Southeast Texas. And we were I was dancing like a maniac, and it was so much fun. And that movie just just solidifies everything about that i was i was it was it, it came out in 1980 i was at that point i was living that life there in texas and uh the dancing was just uh unbelievable uh you know super 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 fun part of my life and i guess i, I could go back to the 20s and say i missed all the dancing i used to do back then that yeah. was that was a highlight you dance anymore uh every chance i get when i go back to texas i generally make uh two or three chips a year there my co-packers are in texas so i've got business to do there while i'm there but all our meetings just happen to coincide with when uh, uh somebody i really want to see is playing the dance halls are the thing that i really enjoy about texas history most of them uh the ones that are left i mean they're all over 100 years old and it was a big part of texas culture and and uh their community centers you know and, and uh, yeah. always had live music and a lot of two-stepping and it was just, uh, it wasn't really a bar or commercial. It was just a, a kind of a neighborhood hub. And uh, that that's that's my favorite uh, thing about going back to Texas and, and dancing at the dance halls. There you go. Uh, boxers or briefs? <laughs> briefs. Okay. Um, <laughs> dire Straits, ACDC, or Billy Ray Cyrus? No, they're both. None of the above. Okay, that's legal. <laughs> Although I did like Aki Break Your Heart the first hundred times I heard it. Yeah, there you go. After that, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I like some of Billy Rice music. I'm a country guy, but um, he's not one of my favorite artists, but I, I do like a lot of his music. Yeah. Yeah, it was always fine. Uh, would you describe yourself as corn fed or grass fed? <laughs> corn fed, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I got more marbling, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you ever um have you ever eaten haggis? What? Haggis. haggis. I don't know what that is. Oh, you don't know what haggis haggis is where they take a sheep's stomach. This is from Scotland. 
they take a sheep's stomach and they clean it out and they put like the liver and the heart and all that. And they put potatoes and onions in it and then they tie it off and they boil it. And then you got to do, I'm not making this up. And then you got to do this thing called prick to boil because you got to let the steam out or the damn thing will explode at some point. And then you eat what's inside of it. That's interesting. No, I've never uh, eaten it or heard of it. Um, I'm not really big on, uh, I mean, I'm pretty straight up, you know, I mean, I figure there's enough chicken, pork and beef in the world that, uh, I let somebody else eat, eat them. But, you know, <laughs> it's, it, it's cultural though. I mean, if you grow up with, sure. with some of that, you know, um, then that's part of your life. But if, you know, coming from the outside to, to try something like that, I know in England, it's like, uh, a black pudding for breakfast. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Mar- Marmite and all that. I mean, you kind of got to grow up with that. I think. I, I mean, oh. I, I don't. I'm not that adventurous uh, in forest cuisine goes like that. No, I get it. I get it. Uh, do you remember the first thing you ever ever cooked? You could like be barbecue grilled. or on the grill, but I know. remember as a kid putting those uh, Chef Already pizzas together. <laughs> oh yeah, that was fun. Yeah, just follow the instructions, yeah. and it worked out pretty good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> No, I started cooking in college. Uh, I, you know, the cafeteria food wasn't so good. And you, who wants to go out all the time? And you, you know, who wants to spend all their beer money for that anyway? So uh, I just kind of started. It didn't look that hard to me. And I started toying around with it and, and realized I had a knack for it. And uh, and I think that my friends were really impressed. And, and that that, that's always a, a motivating factor, you know. Oh yeah, he doesn't yeah. want to impress friends. Friends, right? So no, no, it, it just kind of happened naturally, you know. And uh, and where I was in Mobile, I had a lot of aunts and uncles, and my grandmother was there. My aunts were all good cooks, and my grandmother was a good cook. So every time I saw them, I'd, I'd have a few questions for them, and I'm like, oh, okay. And then I go back to work, and so they helped. They helped shape me, you know, in those early days. Mm-hmm. So here's the question: Being you just said that, I got a question for you on that. Did your grandma or your aunts or whoever was helping you, did they ever give you the complete story? Now, my background is I learned, I grew up in the country like you did, even though it was in the Northwest. My mom, my aunts, all that were marvelous cooks, except when they you would ask them a question. There was always one little thing, one little tiny trick or ingredient or something that they might just leave out so you couldn't copy exactly what they did mm-hmm. no i didn't i know I, I understand that i you see that and uh that's always kind of been fascinating to me that uh i mean if you're in a commercial if you know you're marketing something commercially or if you even have a restaurant and you kind of want to have uh, your special recipes preserved, sure then i can understand that whole mindset but when you just have something you created and you don't want people to know how you did it, I, I don't, I don't understand that. I, I'm happy to to tell everybody everything, and 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 write down because I'm gonna probably do it different next time anyway. So, no, I don't understand that whole mindset. I I didn't experience that. I didn't, you know, I I, I see that, and it's it's kind of odd to me that uh, yeah. So you don't want someone to enjoy something you created, right? You know, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah, well, it it happened at our house. <laughs> um, so that's what happened to you. Yeah, that's what happened to me. <laughs> so um, here's one that people really enjoy answering, Byron. 
What would your uh, last meal on death row be? Oh, oh boy. And it's not uh, about blowing by that cop 40 years ago. You know what I mean? That <laughs> You're right. Statue of limitations is over. But what would it be? Last meal. Um, you know, my really, my favorite meal to this day, and it was as a kid, and it still is, and I always cook this for my own birthday party, and that people come over. I, I always say I cook my own birthday party. That way, we're not going to a restaurant, and I have to be disappointed, and all that. We just cook at home. Anyway, I like fried shrimp. Now, <clears throat> Was that mean? It, I mean, it starts at the source, you know. Um, down in down in Alabama, Battle Battery, where Forrest Gump had his uh, enterprise, they they have great shrimping boats down there. And I, I I know how to get really good. I know where to go to get really really good shrimp. Mm-hmm. So there's a start. And then you know, just a simple preparation, but um, very light on batter, properly fried, not overcooked. It, it's just a magic food to me. It's just such a delicious, beautiful thing. Reminds me of being a kid. Reminds me of good times growing up. Um, been on the Gulf Coast most, most of my life, and that's just always been my favorite dish, you know. And of course, you want your hush puppies and you want your uh, a few things go with it, but yeah, that that would, would be. Although, if if I have it as my last meal on death row and they take something pre breaded, and I, you know, it'd be very disappointing, <laughs> right. Well, you wouldn't have too you wouldn't have too long to worry about it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, a fitting finish to uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unfortunately. So, so when you do your shrimp, this is just personal. Do you do fried okra with them? Ever? Uh, you could. It's not really a traditional company, right? Right. Generally, fried. fried and I try to break away from everything on the plate being fried because mm-hmm. obviously uh, French fries shrimp or fish right it's all that's fried so you definitely want some slaw in there uh, a lot of times I'll, I'll do a different kind of potato i might not do french fries but uh fried okra is, is delicious you know the traditional fried okra that my grandmothers did they cut it and, and cook it in a cast iron skillet it wasn't this deep fried stuff right and uh and it has you got a whole different character doing it that way and uh, that's that's uh that's a beautiful dish uh done properly and even the commercial way is still good, but going back to the roots of that dish, uh, and they cooked it lightly breaded and some bacon fat and a cast iron skillet. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Okay, <laughs> very good. All right, one last thing, Byron. This is your chance to tell the world <laughs> your your message. What is Byron Chisholm's message to the world right now? Or you can just tell it to Leanne, and she'll tell it to the rest <laughs> of the people. <laughs> I guess my message, I don't know. Um, the the barbecue documentary we did, when, when it, it tells the story about how I, I just got out of college and had no idea where to go. I, I knew what I did in high school was motocross race. Very confident. That's, that was my thing. I had a purpose. I had a mission. I was successful. But then when you get out of high school and you're going to college, well, I mean, I'm not a scholar. I don't know. I, I, I hated being forced to read all these things in books. You know, I was just force fed all you got to read all this material and I didn't like sitting still reading. So I'm just so glad I got out of out of high school, out of college. I think to answer your question, when I stopped listening to everybody tell me what I need to be doing, and when I started listening to my heart and listening to mm-hmm. digging deep and 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 figuring out what made me 
what motivated me, you know, what made me excited in life. When I started focusing on my intuition and started thinking about that, I got on the right path. And that path led me to the barbecue, which has been a godsend. And it's given me a career, it's given me friends and and uh the travel and the experiences and, and it's still given. It's still given. So that's that's my message to the world. Find yeah. your inner peace and and listen to your own heart and your own intuition. And uh and that'll take you where you're supposed to be. Excellent. Byron Chisholm from Bad Byron's Butt Rub. I, I must say, have you noticed how his background, how beautiful the night sky is? I know. He's got a beautiful sunset since we started the show. And it's it's well, it's so pretty there. Your home is beautiful. Well, good. Good. Yeah. yeah. Well, I actually got some in-laws that moved to Tennessee and I spent a lot of time in Nashville. <clears throat> and uh I think it's I, I try to keep the images away from my wife because she's gonna want to move there. So yeah. uh, anyway, it's all good. Well, we're in middle of Tennessee, just not just south of Nashville. But so Leanne, it's a little bit different than the last time you're here because it's it's me by myself. I got three or four sleeping dogs around here. But well, uh, I'm, uh, when you I'll were here, we, we had about a hundred people, and <laughs> yeah. uh, at least ten countries. It was uh, the the Thursday night of the Jack Week. We we have a kickoff party here, and uh, so that's when you were here. I got pictures of us all together. Yeah, instead of, it was yeah. there you go, Byron. Thank you so much for being with us. I thank really you. appreciate very, it. Very You're welcome. Much. You're welcome. Yeah, it's it awesome. good to uh, be with you all, Jeff and Leanne. Yeah, oh, we'll uh, we'll make sure that uh, you get links and uh, Joseph gets links and when it's shows ready to roll and uh you can uh, you can point to it and say that that was me so there you go <laughs> and we i'll gotta, see yeah, you got... i'll see you at the jack because that's right around well i look forward to it yeah. yep yep okay. yeah all right we're gonna get out of well, here actually i'll see you at the royal first right you're gonna be at the royal i'm not gonna be at the royal okay. no okay. um that's just prior before i go out to see jeff in portland because we're working okay. on some footage out there so well, yeah we'll yeah. look forward to seeing the jack but um, congratulations again, and you will love this ceremony. Um, it, it just the whole experience you will really well, enjoy. It will be uh, one of the great days of my life, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. There so, you go. Thank you very much. Yeah. You got it. You okay. got it. We'll be back next week with another edition of After Hours. Until then, remember our motto, turn it, don't burn it, and try to be kind. Take care, everybody. Mm -hmm.